shall we be found before him wanting or with our sins all washed away welcome to the escape for our life radio broadcast this is a presentation of the independent Tuesday Seventh-day Adventist Church a revival of original Adventism and ancient Christianity. Our speaker is Brother Nairon Medina. This is Brother Medina for Tuesday Seventh-day Adventist. Let us start with a word of prayer. Loving Father, be with us as we study. Help us to present the truth and nothing but the truth, that your name may be exalted and that people may be warned to escape for their life. In Jesus' holy name we pray with thanksgiving unto thee. Amen. Well, we are continuing with our study from last week and uh, we are discussing Schofield Reference Bible promoting Talmudic Zionism. Schofield Reference Bible promoting Talmudic Zionism. Now last week we have explained <coughs> that the most popular Bible with its commentary notes have been Schofield Reference Bible. And that Schofield Reference Bible promotes in the footnotes that have been put placed between scriptures and on the sides and bottom of the pages those footnotes are very dangerous to Christian beliefs they were placed there by one called Cyrus Inglefield Schofield and we have been explaining to you the root source and of all this last week we showed you that Mr. Schofield belonged to the Lotus Club, a secret Illuminist organization that was staffed with Zionist Jews, Communist Jews, and that they paid Mr. Schofield, financed Mr. Schofield in producing the Schofield Reference Bible. Now I'm quoting for you from a document, Cyrus Schofield, who was he? And I'm quoting page four. It says this. I quote, <clears throat> It is impossible to overstate the influence of Cyrus Schofield on 20th century Christian beliefs. The Schofield Bible is the standard reference work in virtually all Christian ministries and divinity schools. End of quote. Yes, my dear people. So whatever divinity school whatever Christian ministry you deal with, they all have been influenced at the turn of the 20th century with Schofield Reference Bible. So that Schofield has become the prime doctrinaire impulse behind all those Pentecostal religions that you know today, all those evangelical religions that you know today, be it Pastor Coffey, be it Pat Robertson, on, on the 700 Club, be it John Hagee, you name it, they all have been influenced by Schofield Reference Bible. And by extension, the American government, which has been following pro-Zionist policies. And by extension, the, 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 the crisis in the Middle East. And by extension, global terrorism. Yes, my dear people. All these can be traced right back to Schofield Reference Bible, and we want to show you how. Now, 
on page four of the same document, we are told, Schofield served as the agent by which the Zionists paralyzed Christianity and the, while they prepared America for their final conquest, end of quote. But we must understand that Samuel Untermeyer was the one who introduced Schofield to numerous Zionist and socialist leaders. Yes, my dear people. What was the purpose of Samuel Untermeyer in using Schofield to write the reference Bible? I quote Daniel's 70 week, page five. It says this, the purpose of Samuel Untermeyer and those associated with him was to find a way to get fundamental Christians to have an interest in and support for the international Zionist cause, which had been one of Untermeyer's lifelong projects. Samuel Untermeyer died in 1941, but records I have in my office proves beyond the shadow of a doubt he, that he was a dedicated communist all the time. They prove he worked for communist causes all his adult life. In the 20 years of membership in the Lotus Club, Schofield had a long association with him. End of quote. Now what is this show us here, my dear people? That Zionism and communism is not two completely opposed things. That communism is in fact the doctrine, the political doctrine of Zionism. Zionism which teaches that Israel supposed to rule the whole Middle East. Yes, my dear people. And here you have Untermeyer, who introduced Schofield into writing the Bible. Untermeyer, a Jew, was a top Zionist, and at the same time, he was a communist for all his life. Yes, my dear people. Now, on page 7 of the same document, again, concerning Untermeyer, we are told, I quote, Untermeyer controlled the unbreakable thread that connected him with Schofield. They shared a password and a common watering hole when they used horses in those days. And it appears that Untermeyer may have been the one who provided the money that Schofield himself lacked. Schofield's success as an international Bible editor without portfolio and his lavish living in Europe could only have been accomplished with financial aid and international finance. End of quote. Yes, my dear people. So we see even at the turn of the 1900s, even in the, e even in the 1800s, you find uh, the Mormonism being supported financially by international Jewish bankers. By the time 1870s, you find the Watchtower Society with Charles Taze Russell was literally paid by Rothschild international bankers to fund his International Bible Society which became known as the Russellites and which eventually became known as the, um, the, the, the Watchtower Bible Society and which eventually became known as the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes, my dear people, there are literal accounts of Charles Taze Russell writing letters to um, the Rothschilds. And the shocking thing about, about uh, these movements is that they were all funded by international Jewish bankers with a plan to destroy Christianity and with a plan also to push Zionism. Yes, my dear people. And so that by the turn of the 1900s, just in the late 1800s to the early 1900s, we have Schofield also being paid by international bankers, but this time to capture the evangelical movement 
with a Zionist philosophy. And they did and did and, and did they do that? How did they plan to do that? They planned to do that by using the Schofield reference Bible by a man, Mr. Schofield, who wrote that reference Bible. Yes, my dear people. Thus we see the real issue about Schofield was this, I quote. W and, and I'm quoting from the same document, Daniel's 70 weeks, page 5. I quote. World Zionist leaders initiated a program to change America and its religious orientation. One of the tools used to accomplish this goal was an obscure and malleable Civil War veteran named Cyrus I. Schofield. A much larger tool was a venerable, world-respected European book publisher, the Oxford University Press. The scheme was to alter the Christian view of Zionism by creating and promoting a pro-Zionist subculture within Christianity. Schofield's role was to rewrite the King James Version of the Bible by inserting Zionist-friendly notes in the margins between verses and chapters and on the bottoms of the pages. The Oxford University Press used Schofield, a pastor by then, as the editor, probably because it needed such a man for a front. The revised Bible was called the Schofield Reference Bible, and with limit, limitless advertising and promotion, it became a best-selling Bible in America and has remained so for 90 years. The Schofield Reference Bible was not to be just another translation subverting minor passages a little at a time. No, Schofield produced a revolutionary book that radically changed the context of the King James Version. It was designed to create a subculture around a new worship icon, this modern state of Israel, a state that did not yet exist, but which was already on the drawing boards of the committed, well-funded authors of world Zionism, end of quote. Yes, my dear people. So we see, here the state of Israel did not yet exist, but at the time, that was before 1948. But it was already on the drawing boards to exist. Zionists were pushing to create the state of Israel. But to help getting the state of Israel pushed, they influenced Christianity at that time, evangelical Christianity, uh, with, 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 to create a Zionist subculture among them. To do that, they created the Schofield Reference Bible. To do that, they paid Schofield to write the notes uh, in the King James Version to, 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 to justify Zionism. And then they use the Oxford University Press to promote and push this Bible to get people to believe it and to get it into mainstream Christianity at that time so that it will all be part of the great help in creating the state of Israel and substantiating the state of Israel. Yes, my dear people, there may even have been a continuous chain of cooperation from John Nelson Darby, who in the 1800s taught the same kind of Zionist Christian teachings, and later Schofield, 
with Oxford also. I quote page six of the same document. I, it says, Schofield imitated a chain of past heretics and rapturists, most of whom credit of whose credibility fizzled or over fizzled over their faulty end time prophecies. His mentor was one John Nelson Darby from Scotland, who also was associated who was associated with the Plymouth Brethren and who made no less than six evangelical trips to the United States selling what is today called Darbyanism. It is from Darby that Schofield is thought to have learned his Christian Zionist theology, which he later planted in, footno in the footnotes of the Schofield Reference Bible. It is possible that Schofield's interest in Darbyanism was shared by Oxford University Press, for Darby was known to Oxford University. Yes, my dear people. So the chain is John Nelson Darby in Oxford University, then later Schofield in Oxford University. Schofield following John Nelson Darby's Zionist theology. And then he puts it in the notes of the King James Version of the Bible, and this became known as Schofield Reference Bible. Yes, my dear people. Now, Oxford University Press owns on, and owned the Schofield Reference Bible. Yes, my dear people. So that this Schofield Reference Bible is not Schofield's property, even though he wrote it. He wrote it for Oxford University, and Oxford University owns the Schofield Reference Bible. Yes, my dear people. On page six of the same document, I quote, the Oxford University Press owned the Schofield Reference Bible from the beginning as indicated by its copyright, and Schofield stated he received handsome royalties from Oxford. Oxford advertisers and promoters succeeded in making Schofield's Bible with its Christian Zionist footnotes a standard for interpreting scripture in Judeo-Christian churches, seminaries, and Bible study groups. It has been published in at least four editions since its introduction in 1908 and remains one of the largest selling Bibles ever. End of quote. Yes, my dear people. So it was Oxford that made sure this Bible was advertised and promoted all over the world. In fact, Oxford gave Mr. Schofield plenty, plenty, plenty money for his work. Yes, my dear people. So you see, Oxford University Press that owned the Bible accelerated changes in this Bible later to make it become more Talmudic or Zionist in its commentary. Yes, my dear people. So once Schofield was off the scene, you find Oxford University Press continued to what you call um, Bible editing that upgraded the Schofield Reference Bible to make it become more Talmudic or more Zionist in its commentary. Again, page seven of the same document. It is, it is, I quote, it is significant that Oxford, not Schofield, owned the book, and that after Schofield's death, Oxford accelerated changes to it. Since the death of its original author and namesake, the Schofield Reference Bible has gone through several editions. Massive pro-Zionist notes were added in the 1967 edition and some of Schofield's most significant notes 
from the original editions were removed when they apparently failed to further Zionist aims fast enough. Yet this edition retains the title The New Schofield Reference Bible, Holy Bible Editor C.I. Schofield. It is anti-Arab, it, it's, sorry, it's anti-Arab Christian subculture theology has made an enormous contribution to war, turning Christians into participants in genocide against Arabs in the latter half of the 20th century. End of quote. Yes, my dear people. Did you see that? So then, therefore, uh, Christians supporting Israel and Zionism have actually turned against Arabs and hated Arabs in their actions. Yes, my dear people. Take, for instance, in the, the, the big genocidal slaughter that Mr. Ariel Sharon was responsible for in Lebanon. Did you know that Pat Robertson from the 700 Club rode in a jeep with Mr. Sharon when they were actually attacking Lebanon? And he justified all this attack against Lebanon in the name of Zionism, which he learned from Schofield Reference Bible, which was produced by Oxford, who used Schofield to write it. And Schofield himself was used by Illuminist Zionist Jews. Yes, my dear people. And there is a the chain of events. This is what has happened. This is why these people have a lot to pay for in the judgment. We are telling you these things in the interest that you will escape for your life. Because when the judgment comes, before you. You're going to be in trouble if you believe in this false teaching. This anti-Arab Christian uh, uh, subculture theology in the, in the Schofield Reference Bible is wrong, but it was all create by, created by the notes, the pro-Zionist notes written in this Bible. Now, I am quoting a document, Chadbad Lubavitch, The Synagogue of Satan, page 33. Observe this. The most convincing evidence of the unseen Zionist hand that wrote the Schofield notes to the Venerable King James Bible is the content of the notes themselves, for only Zionists could have written them. Yes, my dear people. End of quote. So when you look at the content of these notes in the Schofield Reference Bible, you see clearly they were written by Zionists. The next major editing of the Schofield Reference Bible occurred in 1967 at the height of the Six-Day Wars in the Middle East yeah, with Israel against the Arab nations. Yes, my dear people. On page 33 of Chadbad Lubavitch, the Synagogue of Satan, I quote, Oxford edited the former 1945 edition of Schofield's Reference Bible <coughs> in 1967, at the time of the Six-Day War when Israel occupied Palestine. The new footnotes to the King James Bible presumptuously granted the rights to the Palestinians' land to the State of Israel and specifically denied the Arab Palestinians any such rights at all. End of quote. Yes, my dear people. So this is the footnotes in the Schofield Reference Bible. This is what it did. It denied those lands to the Palestinian, and it justified those lands belonging to the state of Israel 
after Israel occupied those lands. And this is what the footnotes in the school free reference Bible did so in after 1967, in the 1967 edition, so that when Christians would read it, they would find that the land belongs to Israel. Now let us read the text which received a new footnote in 1967. The text is Genesis chapter 12 and verse 3. Let's read Genesis chapter 12. We'll read from verse 1 to verse 3 to get the context. Because the footnotes that were changed were to Genesis 12, 3. Let me read now from the Bible. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 3. It says, I quote, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Now here is verse 3, the real verse. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. End of quote. Now this is the note. This verse especially is the verse that was, the, the footnotes to this verse was changed in 1967 further. Now, this most brazen footnote, footnote number three to Genesis 12, three states, I quote, right? Listen to this most brazen footnote, footnote number three of Genesis 12, three in the Schofield Reference Bible. I quote, here's the footnote. For a nation to commit the sin of anti-Semitism brings inevitable judgment. End of quote. Now this is the actual footnote that you would get to Genesis 12, 3. I read the footnote again. In the Scofield Reference Bible, page 19 to 20, here is this footnote again. The most brazen footnote in footnote is footnote number 3, Genesis 12, 3, right? It states, I quote, For a nation to commit the sin of anti-Semitism brings inevitable judgment, end of quote. But the wrong of this footnote, my dear people, in the Schofield Reference Bible can clearly be seen. Yet millions of evangelicals religiously follow this abomination as if it is true. Now here are the errors of this commentary, my dear people. First of all, we need to understand there is no word for anti-Semitism in the Bible. It is not a biblical concept. Thus the footnote adds to the words of the Bible in such a way as to diminish the value of the scriptures. Yes, my dear people, because there is absolutely no word for anti-Semitism in the Bible. And yet they put in this note and call it a sin. That's blasphemy to do something like that. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 2, this is what we are told, my dear people. I quote, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. End of quote. Did you see that, my dear people? God is telling us here that we are not to diminish from his word in order that we may keep his commandments. As Schofield Reference Bible added this concept of anti-Semitism within the Bible in a footnote, they have diminished from the scripture and therefore hinder people from keeping the Ten Commandments by believing in that erroneous, silly teaching, that silly, stupid teaching of anti-Semitism. 
There's no teaching like that at all. In Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse 32, again, this is what we are told. I quote, What thing soever I commanded you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. End of quote. Yes, my dear people. So we see anti-Semitism, which is defined as doing or saying things against Jews, which is the concept they have added in that Bible, would make Jesus, who overthrew the tables of the money changers, anti-Semitic. Yes, my dear people, Jesus will be the biggest anti-Semite here, if that were true. Let's look at Matthew 21, verse 12, and verse 13. I quote, And Jesus went into the temple of God, and cast out all them that sold and brought in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers, and the seats of them that sold doves, and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. End of quote. Did you see that, my dear people? Jesus' words would just be anti-Semitic. Thus Jesus would have sinned, according to the scripture, because here he does something and says something against Jews for their practice in the temple. Now this clearly shows us, my dear people, what has been done to Schofield Reference Bible. We will continue this discussion next week. You must call us at 625-0446. 625-0446 for further information. But we are showing you that the Schofield Reference Bible is a Bible that has been tampered with by Schofield at the behest of international Zionist Jews, and he was paid to do it. And they used this Bible to justify the evil deeds of the state of Israel and to justify Zionism and its evil deeds. And evangelicals that read the footnote in this Bible think they're reading something hoary with age and true in its, its footnotes, and it became the foundational basis of their religion, wherewith they spread their teachings all over the world. They have influenced the American government. They have influenced world politics. And they, therefore, with the Arab and, 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 and terrorist backlash because of American policies in Iraq and Israel and in Palestine with the Palestinians, it has created a wave of global terrorism. So Schofield's reference Bible can be linked directly in its teachings to the creation and the source of global terrorism. Yes, my dear people. Now we will discuss this furthermore and discuss the notes that were changed in 1967 in the Schofield Reference Bible that you would understand. But until then, may God bless you and help you to follow the Bible and the Bible only and forget the notes of Schofield in the Bible. May God bless you until we meet again in Jesus' holy name. Amen. The judgment has set, the books have been opened. How shall we stand in that great day when every thought and word and action God the righteous judge shall weigh? How shall we stand?